Hello, beloved audience, and welcome back to another episode of From the Shelf. Ugh. How are you today, Anthony? I'm just figuring out how to process words again. <laughs> you kind of have to with this movie. I, I went into an uh, alcohol-infused coma after watching this. <laughs> oh, God. Not just oh. because it was bad. I felt dirty, so my self-esteem was just so lowered by this film. It, it, it's a tough one. It, it's a tough one. Did you feel dirty just watching it? Because I felt dirty. I did. I did. <laughs> so like, if you the don't... sleaze just kind of oozes out of the TV and just latches on you. It, it's weird. It really does. It, it, this, this was bad. This was really bad. Um, so for those who don't know what we're talking about today, we are talking about the 1995 film Showgirls. Well, we're not talking. I feel like we were forced into this. We if, were, you we, if you watched, listen to our last episode, we kind of were forced into doing this. I say we were a little forced into Which doing Which I this. don't know what this says about our phantom of the podcast. I don't know what this says that he wanted us to talk about this film. <laughs> I don't know personally. I, um, I think that's opening up a serious can of worms. But sir, I implore you, get help. He's had better taste in movies. Ugh. Anyway, so, before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about how this film was received. So, it was an NC-17 film, um, budget of $45 million. Um, where did the money go? Uh, where? To, to what? I don't understand. Where did the money go? It was uh, I wonder if this is one. I, I wonder if this is one of those cases where what the Bucktooth government said they made this film for a tax write-off. They must have, like, because this the, the amount of money that was put into this movie does not show at all. I mean, there is some shots that look decent, but not for how much did you say? Forty-five million dollars. No, definitely not forty-five mil. No. And Where did director, the money go? I don't know. Director Paul Verhoeven. Uh, do you want to know how much it made in the box office? Oh, I can't imagine it made its money back. It was a box office bomb. That doesn't making, shock me. Making about $37 million. It didn't even make its money back. See, I, I don't have any history with this film because I was only one when this came out. You weren't even born yet, so... No, say it's interesting though because even though it was a box office bomb, it got over a hundred million from video rentals. And I'm sure a lot of scenes were worn out. Yeah, probably. Um, another thing <laughs> this is really funny. Um, so listen to this. It says Showgirls was a critical failure upon release, and for its acting, particularly Berkeley's. Characters, dance numbers, directing, plot, screenplay, and sex scenes, and consistently ranked as one of the worst films ever made. You know, it's a sad day when you make Tommy Wiseau a choreograph of sex scenes more sexy than a actually Hollywood trained director. Oh, oh, Uncle Pete wanted me to say this, so he goes, the sex scene, oh, it was, oh, I forgot what he told me, it was, uh... It was tsunami sex. Well, that, that's does, what, that's what know, it was. I don't know if McLaughlin or Berkeley choreographed their own scene. I don't, I don't know how sex scenes work in film. I don't know if there's a choreographer for them. There's usually... The choreography should be fired. I would say there's usually like a coordinator or a choreographer to help just make things run smoothly and make everybody comfortable. Well, good he was on cocaine, because I'm pretty sure half this movie was made on cocaine. <laughs> oh. And they weren't and they weren't paging like Berkeley is riding McLaughlin like you're gonna wear the poor man out. Yeah. Like you're not breaking a horse. Ugh. Can't I can't deal with But that's with the it. problem with Berkeley's performance in general. She, she goes from zero to a hundred and not the best way. Everything is dialed up to an eleven. 
That's her performance in a nutshell. Review's over, folks. Good night. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Like, All right. God. So let's get right into cast talk then. So we have Elizabeth Berkeley as our star, Nomi Malone. That's the dumbest name ever. Well, I, I think her actual name is like Polly or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's they call her Pauline or something like that throughout the film, and then it's revealed, oh, that's her actual name. Yeah. Or something like that. I barely remember. I was drinking when I was watching this. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This film hurt. This it, one it hurt. hurt. It hurt very much. So Elizabeth Berkley, Kyle MacLachlan uh, as Zach Carey, Gina Gershon as Crystal... Crystal Connors. You know, she has a habit of popping into films where I don't expect her to show up in. Honestly. But she, she's coming, the best, she, but she was oh, the best she, part of this movie. Oh, I think she and Robert Davi know for a fact they're in shit. Yeah. Berkeley yeah. can't act, so she's thinking, oh, if I just acted up like I am for a sitcom, but even more, that's film acting. <laughs> McLaughlin, it just looks bored throughout the film. Yeah. Then we have Gina Rivera as Molly. Uh, Renna Riffle as Penny. Who is Penny? I don't know. It's just who's listed. Um, Glenn Plummer as James. Uh, William Shockley as Andrew Carver. Who was James? Uh, the one who uh, bailed her out of jail. Oh! Oh. Yeah. He was a nothing oh. character. Like, you could cut him was, out. I was saying. And you lose was, nothing. Yeah. Um, Patrick Bristow. I, lo- I love Patrick Bristow. He's just in anything and everything. Was he the redhead guy? Yes. Wasn't he on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? He played, like, the restaurant concierge or something like that. The host of the, yep. the... It's not... No matter what Daddy says. Oh, God. I still use that line at random just to mess with people. <laughs> um, He's also Rob- in Austin Powers, I think. Who is he in Austin Powers? He's the tour guide for Virgicon. Oh, that's right. He just... He, he's like G.D. Gershon. He just shows up at random. He shows up. He just shows up like, oh, it's this guy. Um, Robert Davi. You were a Bond villain, man. Show some decency. How much did they pay you? Show some class. And then just, uh, they list a bunch of other people here that I don't remember. Well, it's not really important because no one else matters in this film except Berkeley. Ugh. Let's get into it, I guess. Do we have to? Can we just keep roasting it? Do we have to go over? What's the plot? It's just, it's two hours of nothing. It's two hours of sleaze. Literally, like, that's it. There's your review, folks. It's sleaze. So we have Elizabeth Berkeley as Nomi. And the film starts out with her trying to hitchhike over to Las Vegas so she could be a showgirl and uh, live keep, her dream. Keep going. I'm going to get a water real quick because my throat's bothering me. Okay. So she hitchhikes over to Las Vegas and the driver who picks her up robs her. Um, and then she, when she gets to Las Vegas, she has this freak out and she's like hitting a car and... Um, this is where we get introduced to Molly, the friend who takes her in and um, who we find out is a costume designer at the place that she wants to perform at. Um, oh, are we talking about when she first meets Molly? Yeah, and she's like trying to hit the car. Uh, that's just a problem with Berkeley's performance. Every, the, it's, everything's overdramatic. Her reactions are always over the top. To the to eleven, it's all to eleven. There's no normal reaction this character has. No, not at all. Um, Different places. <laughs> uh, 
I can't. I can't even laugh at it. It's so Take a bad. shot every time she says different places. Different places. Oh, she's God. so excited. Uh. So Molly takes Nomi to backstage at the goddess. Or at, uh, at not the goddess. At goddess. Let's just be honest. This is just Satan's Alley just renamed. Honestly, it is. And that's exactly what it looks like. God. Oh, God. So, this movie is just staying alive, except with more sleaze. Yeah, I mean, basically. I mean, um, B for B, it, it's staying alive. Honestly, like, I found so many similarities that I just felt like I was watching Staying Alive again. Where that is hilariously bad, which makes it good, this is just bad. <laughs> so... At this, um, at this venue is where we meet Gershon's character, Crystal Connors, who is a topless dancer at the casino. I guess her work as a photographer didn't work out after she broke up with Tom Cruise. I guess not. Crystal Coral. Huh, they might as well have been the same character. Yeah. Um, so when Nomi tells Crystal that she works at Cheetah's topless club, she starts judging her, even though Crystal does the exact same thing. It's... At first, she's not coming off as a complete bitch. She's like, well, I'm sorry, but that ain't dancing. Well, but she also is a topless dancer. Absolutely. <laughs> like It's completely hypocritical. And it is. That's the pot because... calling the kettle black. Literally, and she's calling. She's saying that Nomi is a prostitute. When she oh, that, just, that, just, that word just gets thrown around. Like you're a prostitute, you're a hooker. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm just in a cabaret show. Like if I wanted to watch two hours of degrading sex work, sex workers, I I would watch something else. <laughs> There's something I never thought I'd hear my sister say. Well, I'm not going to go and watch that. I'm just saying it's stupid. You used to watch Sesame Street. Not saying I'm going to go watch somebody degrade sex workers. It's just what this film is. I don't want to watch it. Anyway. Can we just talk about how much Gershon and Berkeley just want to have sex with each other? I mean, she's got the hots for Berkeley. Oh, absolutely. It's just no subtlety about it. I'm well, I like when I was watching it, because I watched it last night, um, I did I wasn't sure at first, and then I talked to Uncle Pete and he was like, Oh no, he total she totally has the hots for Berkeley. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I thought so. But I, huh? That's like, it, it's like Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut. Why does everything go back to Tom Cruise in our show? I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut. But, no, but here's the thing. Every, if you ever watch it, everyone wants to sleep with Tom Cruise in that film. Hmm. And that's pretty much what it is in this film. Everyone wants to sleep with Berkeley. Why? She's, she's not, not even attractive. that good looking in this. Like, they really don't make her look good. No, not at all. She's wearing too much makeup. She has a horse face. And I can't get past her giant ass teeth. And her hair, her hair is awful. I don't really care about her hair. No, it, it looks like cheap dollar store bleach. Yeah. And God damn, you called her a horse face. You're, you, you, you're spending too much time with her uncle. She is not an attractive woman. That, Miss Berkeley, I apologize for my sister. She looked good in Saved by the Bell. But here, they just do not make her look good in this film. No, they absolutely do. They, they make her look not good at all. And that's what I'm saying. Even when she's at the, in the show, she doesn't look good. When she's supposed to be looking glamorous. No, it's she just has entirely too much makeup on. I'm just gonna say she looks like a whore. It's maybe whore, that it's a whore. The look. Maybe that, maybe, was maybe that was the point. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know either. But 
so they when Nomi doesn't she she doesn't want to work, so she goes to the club that night with Molly. Um, and then okay. she gets arrested. Okay, I just want to. Yeah, she gets arrested, but okay, she keeps flip flopping. Like she's a huge fucking manipulative drama queen, and then the, the scenes with Molly, she's like a fifteen year old teenager. Yeah, honestly. where's the chips? Who's got the chips? The chips. We're gonna go dancing. The dialogue, like this entire script, is just. Awful. I'm sorry. If anyone has any complaints about Lucas George Lucas's writing, watch Showgirls. Honestly, it you'll think it's freaking scripture. Yeah, it's like Shakespeare compared to this. It is. Um, but Nomi gets arrested. Um, why did she get arrested? I don't know. Like oh, it see the, the scene plays out. She pretty much start, causes a fight at the at the club, so they bounce her ass out of there. Yeah, and but then she gets arrested for it. Did we miss a scene where she was resisting and cause even more shit? So that's why they right. called the police on her. Right. Like it. It seemed like they skipped a part. So I don't know. She gets arrested, and then James bails her out. Thirsty uh, motherfucker. <laughs> that's so, his whole character. He's thirsty for her. Yeah, I mean, really, that that's that's kind of it. He's a bouncer, he, and he wants to sleep with her. Then again, who isn't in this film? I guess you got the wrong one. Everyone was after from Saved by the Bell director. <laughs> so, Gershon and Kyle McLaughlin. Um, <laughs> McLaughlin originated the emo look. Oh my god, his hair is so bad in this. It's and so the, bad. And I, love, I love McLaughlin's porn because his entire performance in this film is... Eh, eh, eh. You know, do you know what his look reminds me of? Emo Peter? No. The goth kids in South Park. <laughs> They look, he looks exactly like them. Especially the one with, like, the hair over his eye. Oh, the one with the red highlights? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Someone just put Kyle McLaughlin's face on that kid from <laughs> South Park, please. Oh, God, that's great. Um, so they go to um, Cheetah's, where, where Nomi works. and Cheetah's. Yeah. And... They want a lap dance from her. I'll give it this. This this film portrays strip clubs better than freaking Rock of Ages did. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like an upscale strip club that they showed in Rock of Ages. With no stripping. With no stripping. It was a it, they were pole dancing. Yeah. Um so She's trying to humiliate. Crystal is trying to hum. hum oh my god, I can't talk. Humiliate Nomi, and again, that's the way you'll get her in bed. Yeah, and tries to prove once again that she's a prostitute and offers her five hundred dollars to do the lap dance. Um, this is not Aladdin. This is literally just Nomi trying to get Kyle McLaughlin. I'm gonna be crude here. Off. And she gets Crystal off, too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Um, so James sees this and goes to Nomi's trailer the next day and tells her that she's a prostitute. Again, these people are trying to seduce Nomi. They're just, like, insulting her or, or humiliating her. McLaughlin's the only one that, that succeeds in seducing her, I guess. But I think it's more so her later in the film. Yeah, but I think he's, like, the only one who doesn't right out call her a prostitute. Yeah, he's actually treating her decently together in the bed. Uh-huh. Um, so, Nomi and James, like, start a little fling. Um, it's not really a fling, it was probably gonna be, like, a one-night thing. Probably. But she's on her period. Uh, well, it also, she finds out that he got uh, Penny pregnant 
Well, okay, yeah. He apparently wrote a dance routine for her after one time meeting her at a club. Yep. That she can't even dance. No, her dancing in this is moving to the left and the right and flailing my arms like one of those wacky waving inflatable arm two men you see at like car dealerships. <laughs> That's Berkeley's dancing in this. It's she can't like nothing about her in this is good. She can't act. She can't dance. Like the one line that is really funny to me when I forgot who asked her. She's like, "Are you a prostitute?" No, I'm not. And she That's sounds like a child. That's half the movie. Are you a prostitute? No, I'm not. Yeah. That's 50% of the script. Uh, exactly. And the <laughs> how many times do you have to ask this girl if she's a prostitute? Every five minutes. You oh. a hooker? You a prostitute? You're a whore. No, I'm not. That's half, that's majority of the dialogue. Yep. So, Crystal gets Nomi an audition for the chorus line of where she works. Um, and then this is where um, the audition scene, like, this, if you haven't seen any of this movie, you probably would have seen this audition scene. Oh, I forgot Alan Ra- Ra- Ratchins? Rachins? As the as the choreographer or whoever Tony Moss, oh the director, the, the show's director. This is what I imagine any casting couch session went with Harvey Weinstein. Oh God! But he take he goes through each girl down the line and humiliates them, and then um, asks for Nomi to put ice on her nipples. And like, and take her boobs out and stuff like that. Um, and she goes insane. Um, of course, because it's Nomi Malone. <laughs> honestly, and then throws ice everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But then still gets the job somehow. Yeah, that, that's Berkeley and McLaughlin performance in a nutshell. Berkeley is, yeah, and McLaughlin's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she gets the job Nomi gets the job at the casino and then she quits Cheetahs um and then Crystal I I don't I can't understand why she does the things that she does if she has the hots for Nomi um she tells her to go to this boat trade show which is a prostitution setup and I, it's just further of this stupid ass script. Are you a prostitute? No, I'm not. There's no decent character that we can latch on to in this film. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's like just trying to show how seedy and sleazy humans are mm-hmm. or Vegas is. Yeah. Here's the problem. Um, you don't have anyone likable in your film. It doesn't work. Yeah. I was say, there are no... The only, like, I think I would say decent character is Molly. Yeah. Okay. But that's it. And then they barely give her any time for the audience to connect with her. So I wouldn't be surprised if Molly just wanted to bang Berkeley also. <sighs> Honestly, I wouldn't either. Anyway, she just lets this random psycho woman that runs in the middle of the the freeway stay at her house. Yeah. Great judge of character, that one. And she's constantly beating up on her car. Yes! All the time. Molly is the Cynthia Rhodes character of of this Staying Alive remake. Ugh. She honestly is. She really is. So, now Nomi wants to get revenge on Crystal and take her spot and and just do what Crystal does. Um, so, she gets with Kyle McLaughlin's character, Zach. Oh, if I may, can I just reenact this sex scene? Sure. <laughs> 
Splash, splash, splash. The tidal wave sexy and the tsunami sexy. <laughs> How do you make the sexies from the room more sexy than this? <laughs> How? How did he do that? Oh. God. They're <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. And a waste of good sh champagne. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> As a functioning alcoholic, I was deeply offended by the alcohol wasted. <laughs> so, she she sleeps with Zach, who gets her an audition to be Crystal's understudy. And she gets it, but um, Crystal is like threatening to sue the casino, so they take away Nomi's understudy role. Yep, and this is where Nomi decides no more. I say no. Nomi's had enough. So Nomi's out her, for revenge. Yeah, she pushes Crystal down a flight of stairs with brick. <laughs> which breaks why, her hip. Why would you have a staircase leading to your stage when you know you have your dancers in like high heels and they're constantly having to run? What That's theater true. would do that? I guess they, like, practice for it. I don't know. No, the practice for just like, okay, you gotta go, 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 but hold on the rail, otherwise you'll slip. Mm-hmm. So... Why don't you just use a ramp? <laughs> Why a staircase? I don't know. But since Crystal can't do the show anymore, Nomi is the show's lead. Um, but then, when, by getting this, she gets well she doesn't get rid of molly molly kind of like is done with her because she realized that she hurt crystal she's like for nope. about five minutes for about five minutes um she then because andrew carver's gonna be there andrew carver yeah um, dropping this guy's name left and right throughout the film right and he shows up to the opening night and so does molly so um, so Nomi introduces them, and trigger warning for anybody who needs it. Um, this is a this is a really rough part of the movie. Um, I've seen rougher. Andrew Carver gets Molly into a room, beats her, and then because of course this film has to have something like this happen. Yeah, he beats her. And then, you don't think humans are shitty enough as is? Yeah, and has other has bodyguards come in and they all gang rape Molly. I've seen I've, I've seen I spit on your grave. I can handle this. It's still a but then the movie becomes that. I say, it doesn't matter what you've seen before. It's still a rough scene. Oh, it is like, but it's not warrant. It's not what's the word? You do not earn. To do this movie, you did not earn this. No, definitely not. I don't. I really don't think it should have been in the movie, but it's still it's a absolutely very not difficult... because they just need to figure out how to end the film. Right, like it's, but it, it's still a very difficult scene to watch, especially as a woman. Uh, yeah, and actually, that brings up a good point. I something I wanted to discuss with you. Yeah, were you offended by this film? How it treats women? I, I don't want to cause any. Stirring any conversation, any PC bullshit. No, I'm just legit asking a serious question. A little bit, yes. And especially how they go about treating like prostitution and sex work. Um, I'm not into that PC bullshit. But honestly, the way this film treats women is disgusting. It is. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. Like, this is like... 1950s mentality of women are just objects. It's it's a really bad display of what, and especially like what Hollywood probably thinks of women. It's uh, just it's it's awful. It's it's really bad. I, I got no like. I felt offended by this. Like you have dialogue where it's like, hey, at least you didn't get cummed on, like. What the fuck? Right, like, what? Why? Why? You're not being funny, you're just being an asshole. 
I say you're being stupid. You're being sexist. You're being disgusting. This is a disgusting. This is a disgusting film. It is. It it's absolutely. Um. So Molly is hospitalized after the this assault. Um, and Nomi is like, we need to go to the police. You know, the one kind of smart thing that she does. Um. But Zach, uh, Kyle McLaughlin is like, no, star the the casino will bribe Molly with hush money just to protect Andrew Carver. Oh, uh, the old Cosby trick. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Kyle McLaughlin decides he's gonna confront Nomi about her her past, that her real name is Polly Ann Costello, and that she's a prostitute. No. Ugh. Her and she she ran away and did a lot of drugs and did jail time after her parents' murder suicide. Um, she had been arrested. That you can just like take one look at her and just see and her, her attitude in life. Like, oh yeah, you've been in jail. You've done drugs. You are probably a prostitute. <laughs> Dude, uh, half her, her all her wardrobe is so high up. You literally just see her ass anytime yes. she walks. Who dresses like that? A prostitute. No woman dresses like that. That's not sexy. That's n- no. It's trashy. It is. Thank you. Um, so she had been arrested several times for prostitution, drug possession, and assault with a deadly weapon. Um, so Zach decides to blackmail her by um, saying that she'll, he'll keep her past quiet if she doesn't tell the police about Molly's assault. Why did he do this? I, I, I By doing know. this, you lost now your star. You could have easily faked it like you did with the guy who tried setting her up at the boat show. You could have easily faked it. Right. Like, you lost your star. You lost your girlfriend. By like, doing this, you you just kind of ruined your thing. Though I'm I sure they'll, they'll find your, someone else. Uh, he'll find somebody else, definitely. Um, so Nomi decides, well... If like, I, he has no reason to expose that all this. Like, there's no reason for this. There's no reason at all. So this is where it turns to I spit on your grave, because Nomi decides to take everything into her own hands. See, here's um, the thing when I spit on your grave. The girl who do is doing the revenge was the one that got, you know. Yeah. Nomi has nothing to do with it, except that she brought, got her, brought her to the party. Right. This would be more effective if this was Molly. Uh-huh. So, she gets Andrew Carver alone in his hotel room and beats him. Yeah, I'm um, sure Elizabeth Barkley could beat this guy who looks like Sabretooth from X-Men. Yeah, definitely. She can why get is it, Why are they all attracted to this guy? He, he doesn't look good. <laughs> I would say, he's really not like all that. He's got that early 90s greasy long hair uh, uh, he looks, he looks trashy. Yeah. Um. So then Nomi goes to Molly, and um, and tells her like, "Hey, Carver, Carver got what was coming to him." Um. And then, and then she just leaves her. And then she just leaves. She just, yeah, leaves. she just leaves. And then she goes to Crystal and apologizes for pushing her down the stairs. Um, and she forgives her because she did the she same hates- thing to somebody else. <laughs> of course, I sold out Tom Cruise to sleep with his Australian buddy. And then get this: her lawyers secure her a large settlement. Um, and they for- and she forgives Nomi, and then they kiss. <laughs> oh. But then, then she just leaves Vegas. Like she, she just Molly's leaves. in the hospital. And right, Chris- you're just gonna leave your friend who's in the hospital. So she decides to leave Las Vegas. I've and- done my duty. I have to go. My planet needs me. Yeah, literally. Um, she has to go back to Screech and Mario Lopez. 
She actually did go back in like the final thing saved by the bell did where it was Zach and Kelly getting married. She just kind of shows up at the end. Like she just came off the showgirl set. And she she went back for the wedding. <laughs> I, I kid you not, she comes right. I remember seeing the ending of that, and Berkeley comes running in, literally putting on her shoes as she comes into the shot. I'm like, oh, she just got back from Showgirls. Yeah. Um, so she ride, She gets a ride to Los Angeles from the same driver who robbed her at the beginning of the movie. Hey, look, it's that, it's that asshole from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Yeah. Who, That's literally the only other thing the guy's done that I that I know of. <laughs> who then she robs at knife point and that's the end of the movie yep that's what it's all about kids this movie shit that movie was so bad I think it gave me cancer god I can't I, I don't even know where to I, I I can't even say anything. This movie is disgusting. I need alcohol to cleanse my sins of watching this. I felt like I broke several commandments watching this film. <laughs> it's it's so it's not even so bad it's good. It's so bad it's shit. It it sleaze. As I said at the beginning, the, the sleaze oozes out of the TV and latches on you, and you just can't escape. No amount of showers or baths of this film. Like, I, I never want to see this movie again. I don't. I wish it was rubbed from existence. I don't want to see a scene where. Jesse from Save by the Bell has sex with the bad guy from the Flintstones movie. <laughs> and it's sad that that's all I pretty much associate Kyle McLaughlin with. Oh, that's really, like, that's the only thing I associate him with, too. I know, that movie's not good either, but... No, it's not. But why does that roll stick on Kyle McLaughlin? He's done a lot of different things. Because he's so bad at it. It's time for you and I to interface. God. I'd rather be watching that film. Honestly, me too. Halle Berry in that film is so much sexier than Elizabeth Berkley. And Halle Berry doesn't get undressed at all. Halle Berry doesn't do anything in that film, but it... Doesn't she Ugh. try to, like, seduce Fred Flintstone yeah, or something? Yeah, she does. She does. That's how bad this movie is, guys. We're talking about the Flintstones movie now. <laughs> Anything to distract from this. So John Goodman was ex expertly casted. Oh, for sure. Rick Moranis wasn't too bad as Yeah, Barney. Rick Moranis was pretty good. You know who was cast in the prequel film? Who? Robert Baratheon was Fred Flintstone in the prequel. <laughs> the whore is pregnant. My God! Get him the breast stretcher. <laughs> Get him the breast stretcher. Oh my God! That line should have been in the, this film. You, would you be surprised if someone just—they're all no. getting ready to go on stage. Get the breast breast stretcher. No, not at all. Uh, oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about. There's one line in this film where she buys a Versace dress. And she, I don't even know, is it like a business meeting? What does she go to? It's like a, a callback session, I think. So she goes to this and she's like, it's Versace, girl. Ugh. And the I'm, line so goes, excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. God. I didn't like her in Saved by the Bell. I didn't I like didn't her like in Saved this. by the Bell. I barely watched Saved by the Bell and I didn't like her. Uh, Save by no one liked her character in Saved by the Bell. Because she was whiny and annoying. Oh god, she got addicted to pills. Ugh. Ugh. I want to make an edit where it starts off with that episode of Saved by the Bell that we cut to the opening of this film. <laughs> Oh, God, it could probably make it happen. It, it honestly would make sense. It would. Jesus Christ, this fucking movie. Ugh.
Let's let's just get into final thoughts. What final thoughts? I literally said this movie breaks commandments and it gave me cancer. What more do you need out of that? I it's you know, not much. <laughs> it put me into an alcoholic coma. This film is so bad. There's there's really not much else that we can say from it. I'd rather from watch what we said throughout the review. I'd rather watch Miss Congeniality again. I don't know if it's as bad as Rent. It certainly doesn't piss me off as much as Rent. Ugh. But oh man. You just have an unlawful hatred for Rent. Ugh, Rent. But fuck this movie. I'd rather watch Miss Congeniality again. <laughs> that yeah, had no. Michael Caine and William Shatner and Ernie Hudson in it. Yep. Actually, good actors in that movie. Glenn and Robert Davi are good actors. Huh? McLaughlin and Robert Davi are good actors. They're just not good in this film. Yeah, just not in this one. At least they had careers after this movie. True. Gershon still always had the same amount of career she always had. I was going to say, she kind of just kept a consistent level of career, but Elizabeth Berkeley just nothing. You know what this film is like? This killed her career. This film is, you're not watching the Titanic sink, you're hearing the Titanic sink, and therefore you're painting a worse picture in your mind. That's what this film is. This is Fabrizio's death. It is! Ah! No, wait, that'd actually be funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Fabrizio's the only character I cared about. <laughs> I go Ju to America! Justice for the Italians. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh, God, this film. I want to be done talking about this. <laughs> I want to be done talking about this too. Can we talk about what we if we've watched anything new now, please? Can we get to that segment of the show? Yes, we can. Oh, thank Christ. Uh, what have I, I just recently finished? Last night, actually, I finished season five of Hell's Kitchen. I've been rewatching it. Um, what Gordon else? Gordon Green, someone messes up a dish, everyone smokes. There's your entire season. He. <laughs> When I was watching it last night, he called someone dick face. It was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, what else have I watched? I've been re I've been slowly rewatching the Hunger Games series, and I recently rewatched uh, Mockingjay Part One. So I'm left with Mockingjay Part Two that I had. Did those films watch. hold up? I like I I've always liked the first two. Um the the last two are really forgettable for me. Because um, Lawrence wanted out of those films. I don't understand why she was great in the first two. She was I feel amazing. like Jennifer Lawrence gets bored after a while with roles. I mean, she hasn't been in any series Except, oh, well, that's not true. And, but yeah, and the same thing happened with her in those films. After Days of Future Past, she got bored. Yeah, I feel like after, like, she hits her stride. If, if she's in a series, she hits her stride in the first two, and then after that, she's very slowly. She's done. She's, on, she's already like, hmm, yeah, whatever. Yeah, her performance definitely goes down, I would say. Um, she was okay in Mockingjay Part 1. I'll have to see about Part 2. Um, I still think that they hold up, but I also, like, I love the series itself. So I, I was never a fan of that series. But then again, it's not aimed for me. Well, I mean, it's like... it's Yeah, it's young adult, but it's also geared towards a general audience. It's not really, like, mm. one way or the other, you know? I guess. No, I, I don't, Sean, I don't I agree Sean, with her... What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I don't agree with her statement where she was saying she was really the first action female. I'm like, oh no, I I don't oh my, agree with that either. Uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> stop, stop opening your mouth. And I say I don't agree with that either. But um, 
I think Sean had said in one of the more recent, I don't, it might have been one of the more recent Bucktooth Gremlin episodes, um, that it's kind of like science, it's like, um, not, it's like science fiction almost, like in the same realm as like Divergent and, um, like that type of movie, um, where it's kind of skewed for a more general audience instead of just like, it's not a romance, it's, but it, ha- it's like, it has romance, but it's action and, like all all that kind of good stuff in it. I feel like Hunger Games and the divide. Wow! I, now Divergent. I can't talk. Divergent series kind of just blends in to get together. Well, if if you know the distinguishing factors of them, then it would be easier for you to tell them. I apart. mean, I'm sure it would be. Um, I don't know. I don't like what they did with Divergent. Did they really? How bad did they change it from the book? Um, well, I don't like the last book, so... How many books are there? Um... There's, like, there... three films, weren't there? We were supposed to split the last one into two, I think, but they never finished it. There's three the... There's three books, and then, like, I think maybe, like, one or two sub-series. Like, there's one about the guy lead. Um... And then oh, okay. maybe... Yeah. And then maybe like one other kind of mini book. So they were novella. on the they were on the last book. They just never finished it. Right. I don't. I don't think they did. I don't know. It like it wow. really it really fell off. The did first it bomb? The, the first movie. No, I don't think so. Um, I just want the third film because I mean the, the second one was done well because they did the third film. Yeah. Um. Legion movie hold on i'm looking this up um let me see i remember the advertisement for the first one but then the sequels really got nothing yeah the film was initially titled The Divergent Series Allegiant Part 1. However, in September 2015, Part 1 was renamed Allegiant and Part 2 as Ascendant. Allegiant was released on March 18th. Um, this one, Allegiant, um, was a box office bomb. Ooh. Grossing, yeah, grossing, at, grossing just $179 million wide against estimated budget of $110 to $142 million. So I don't know. Following the budget cuts, a theatrical release for Ascendant was dropped in favor of reconfiguring the project as a television film from st- for stars that would be followed by a spinoff series. Both projects were later canceled, effectively ending the fr- franchise. They should do it. They should do it ten years later. They're all friggin' got wrinkles holding their hips. Honestly, I think, I think I think the Divergent series would probably... It would be one of the series that would work as a television show, like, and not a movie, because there's a lot of details um, in that that could probably be better presented through a television series. But that's just me. I don't know. That's not my cup of tea. Uh, What have you been watching recently? Uh, well, I just watched the family comedy classic Out for Justice with Steven Seagal and Gina Gershon, believe it or not. No, I don't know what that is. It is the feel-good romp of the, of the, of the 90s. The feel-good romp? Yes, it's about a, a mobster wannabe that's drugged out on heroin, just goes on a random killing spree, and Seagal plays the most badass cop the world has ever known, who can tank a gunshot in his, in like his chest, in like his stomach, and proceed to beat the crap out of everyone. Oh my god. Seagal is doing pasta face. It is amazing. (laughs) Anything else? What else did I want? Um, well, I did recently rewatch The Ten Commandments and Prince of Egypt. Uh, Prince of Egypt is such a good movie. Well, they're both fantastic films. I don't I've really want to get into the 
issues I have with the overall story of the Exodus. <laughs> That's not our place, but as you know, I've texted you about it. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Oh, God, what did I watch? I watched this. God help me. Ugh, this piece of shit. I, I literally watched it on my phone. I was, I did, it was not worthy of putting it on my TV. <laughs> You're not worthy. No. It, it was not worthy. Mm. And I've just been trying to get caught up on The Flash. That's the final season. And the final episode's airing this week. That's I've, heard, I've heard that it has not been good. I like The Flash. I, I like the show. I have... I know definitely, it's definitely not as good as it was. Yeah, but everything with with the reverse flash is always excellent. So I don't know. I just I think I haven't. I I'm really behind on that because I only watched Supergirl and I didn't I didn't finish Supergirl and I started Green Arrow. Arrow good, but again it. It's just the problem with any show. Like you, you can never maintain as good as w- when it started. Yeah, definitely not. But I don't know. Uh, it all just seems very complicated to me. Yeah. But that's what I've been watching. Oh, very. Good. So I think it's time to pick the next film. I think it's your choice this week. Oh, boy. Oh, I know what we're going to watch. It's okay. a film you haven't seen, but I really think you'll get into it. I really do hope you get into it, at least. Okay. We're going to watch the Bruce Willis classic, Fifth Element. I think I, uh, I've heard of it. I just don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's a good mind to get <laughs> go into this. I, lo- I love this stuff. I can't wait to talk about it next week. All right. Well, stay tuned for next week when we talk about The Fifth Element. And with that, beloved audience, that is our show for this week. And we hope to see you soon. Give us a follow if you're new. And um, that's it. <laughs> Where? Jesse, remember? Lisa's bringing your costume. Right, I gotta wash my hair. No, there's no time. No time! There's never any time! I don't have time to study! I'll never get into Stanford! I'll let everyone down! I'm so confused! Jesse, hey! Hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills! You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach! I have to sing! Jesse! You can't sing tonight! Yes, I can! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Jesse, Jesse.